Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. It means so much. I want to take the next few moments to share with you about a story that impacts me so greatly. We're going to look at a continuation of the book of Mark. And today we're going to look at the reality that comes with the highs and lows of life. I don't know if you're like me, but I go through these highs and lows every single day. It seems like when I was younger that it used to be, oh, I'd have like a good day and then a bad day. It seems like now my days are good and bad every day. Um, And it seems like those moments are getting closer and closer together. Where one moment it's great. Another moment, it's horrible. And mentally, you're just kind of left at a state of what is going on? Who am I? Is this what a midlife crisis feels like? I'm about to reach the dirty 30, as I call it, about three years out from that. So, yeah. Um, well, today, I, I think that if we just look at the Bible and we we could just, it's like collecting our our composure again when we just look to this book and I just want to say to you just create a habit of doing that you're you're in one of those down swings man turn to God's word turn to worship music change your position hey you're in an upswing do the same thing get it don't get so tossed and turned by the highs and lows I think that I was, I was thinking about this the other day, that a ship is only as secure as its anchor. Whether or not seas are great and, you know, there's just a small current or there's a massive storm, the anchor will be what secures that ship on either side of that spectrum. So what are you anchored to? What are you secured to? So that's enough of an introduction. I want to get into this text that I want to look at together. Starting in verse 9, continuing after our last talk, it says that it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee. This is Mark chapter 9 that we're reading from. And he was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, he saw heavens He saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. In a voice from heaven, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Wow. Talk about a moment. Talk about a sign from God, a miracle from God, a super natural occurrence where you just know this is the right place this is the right time this is so good of a thing that everything feels right and Jesus being the the greatest example of how we should live our life he himself humbles himself to a place of being baptized by another man displaying how we should walk Now, I believe that this was 
divine, God-given, and planned from the beginning of time. And I want to look at how it applies to us. I don't want to take away from how this was for Jesus, and this was his moment, and this is what God intended to show his love, and that this is the guy, this is the chosen one to take away the sins of the world. That's what this text is about. But I do, in reading it, want to apply some things to our own life, not making it about us, but responding to how great God is by letting it affect us. What is amazing to me in this is that God will give us moments like this. And if you haven't experienced it, man, I'm I'm so sorry. And I believe that you will. You will experience some moment where you feel God's presence. Maybe not like exactly like in this story because we're not Jesus. But I believe that there will be a voice that you will feel a tugging, a longing, or maybe it's just... A downright encounter where God is heavy on your heart. His spirit is closer to you than he's felt in a while. And if you're like me in those moments, it just feels like that's how life should always be. And you leave from it, and then you're left wondering, well, in your next season, why is it different? Why is it not like that? If I'm so chosen, if I'm to be what you called me to be and what you spoke to me is true, then why is it like this? Well, in verse 12, take comfort in this. It says, immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. So, heavens are opening up. Amazing, it's the greatest thing going on ever and then moments later it's actually it says immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness he was now directed into a place where it says in verse 13 he was there in the wilderness for 40 days tempted by satan and was with wild beasts and the angels ministered to him Interesting, interesting, interesting. Man, these these occurrences that happen, they're not by accident. And notice that it says the Spirit led him and Satan tempted him. There's a big difference there. Often we want to point the finger at God saying, well, why are these desires present in me and I'm being tempted? Like, God, why are you doing this? Well, he's not doing that. That's Satan. And so there's these two routes that you can take when you are pushed into these situations that are called trials. It's interesting to me that the trial comes after the triumph. So there was this triumphal moment, and then now we're going back into the trial. But listen, those pairings are what we call life. And They are what God uses to make you a better, stronger, more equipped person for the next situation. And I believe and I am convinced that this is a process that will take place until we reach heaven's doors and we say goodbye to this life. He's preparing us. 
And if you know anything about preparation, it takes in-game experience. It takes straining, moving, struggling, and learning to cling, learning to get better. And what Jesus now, as he's been anointed for his ministry, goes into one of his hardest challenges. And that is dealing with starvation, dealing with temptations, dealing with fear, dealing with loneliness, and dealing with, honestly, probably the hardest thing, which is coming off of a spiritual high where you felt like you were exactly where you're supposed to be. And this is what makes or breaks you. How many Christians do you know that are not walking with God wouldn't consider themselves Christians anymore? And their number one cause is it often has to do with either other people or man, it's just too tough, life's too painful, life's too hard, and it's just a downright, I don't get why I can go from the mountaintop to the valley and they don't see God as one that is with them on the mountaintop and is with them in the valley of the shadow of death. You're missing it. If that's you today, you're missing it. If you don't see him, because he is the God of the valley. If anything, he's more the God of the valley than even the mountaintop because he was made and he was tried and he was tested and he was a servant and he gave his life and he lost his life and he he loved the brokenhearted and he cared for the poor and he he was so concerned with the people that were in the valley that he would leave the 99 and pursue the one that was lost so he is the god of the valley and if you're like me this life has been a struggle of figuring out how to live in the how to live with confidence and how to live with peace in the middle of both of those situations. Because it's so easy to experience these amazing times when you feel the presence of God and then just wonder what it was all for when you don't feel it any longer. It's tough. It really is. It's really tough. But you know, where there's obstacles, there's opportunities. Where there's battles, there's blessings. Where there's burdens, there's blessings attached to it. And if you allow yourself to be trained by these trials, if you allow yourself to go through it and you don't lose heart, let me tell you, your reward is going to be far greater than even you could ever imagine. And there's a reason for it. And, you, you know, our position is not always that of we understand it all. But really our position is we're holding on. We're standing fast. We're standing firm. And though we're tempted, though we're alone. You know, it's so interesting that he gets, he goes from this moment to going to being alone and being tempted. Because isn't that our pattern with church, with our godly community. 
man, I know when I'm with godly community, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm on fire. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to do. I'm re- I'm close to God. I feel it. I, all these things. And then I get alone and I get my thoughts, get my temptations. And man, I start wondering and my mental state starts freaking out. And I start breathing heavy. I start having anxiety. I start having self-doubt. Man, may you learn to lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. That means acknowledging him when you're with the crowds and you're with the spiritual high on the mountain or if you're in the valley. May you just acknowledge him. Just like David did. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me let me tell you you just got to learn to lean on him in those moments and it's hard you gotta it takes an effort a distinct moment where you just choose man i could allow this doubt to creep in i could allow these thoughts to creep in or i'm gonna take them captive i'm gonna grab on to these these evil thoughts and temptations and I'm just going to turn it and man for me I know worship music has always been that that thing for me where I'm like I don't know what I'm doing right now I'm just I'm just not there I just need to turn on some of this praise and what happens is this heart of thankfulness contentment saying that God is greater that God is with me that he is for me that he's in this moment that and it's just this acknowledging him just saying, you're here, this is what you want, you're, you're not giving up on me. You know, and as you do that, let me tell you, something that w- will develop in you, a strength that was not possible if you just stayed at that place of comfortability, spiritual um, strength and uh, community and all those things that are great, and I say pursue those at all costs. But then I'm saying it's in those moments when you're alone from the, that place. What are you made of in those moments? Because that's who you are. And it's, it's God's Spirit that is directing you and guiding you. And he's with you. So I leave you with that today. How to live in between these moments. Of amazing God outpouring. To a little bit of a starvation. And a test. These may happen all in one day guys. Actually it may happen all in one hour. One minute. And don't panic. Do not panic. You're not going crazy. You're not encountering something that is so abnormal. And, you know, the enemy, his temptations often are, it's too late. You're all alone. Nobody gets it. Nobody's for me. And honestly, if you just start saying those things that you think are are going on out loud they they sound kind of silly nobody gets this nobody understands me those things are lies we are all in this together we are 
all on this journey of life together and it's so fragile we don't have time to just spend all of it festering on how we're incomplete because we are and we do go through trials but we have the God of triumph the God of power the God who isn't incomplete He loves us so much that he actually wants to be with us in this and learn to get stronger, to get better, to go farther, to know more, to see more, to endure more, to be ready, to be fixed, to be fit, to be ready to fight in his fight, the good fight. If we just keep the faith, not walking by what we see and hear, but rather walking according to our belief that his way's better. He spoke a word and his promises are yes and amen and heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will remain. Listen, you can hold on to his words. You can hold on to his presence. You can hold on to his power. So grab on tight and don't let go. Start to develop a strength of how to lean on him when you're going through one of those times, one of those seasons. It's okay, we've been through it. So is he. So look to him as the author and the finisher of your faith. He's with you in every moment.